Ahoy everyone, I'm Comic Book Hunter, also known as Hunter, joined by... Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to A Hero Story, episode 24... Yes, 24. Yeah, we 24. Just right before we started recording. Yep, I <laughs> completely forget forgot. That. I completely forgot. For those of you just joining us, new, new, new to Hero Story, here's how it works. So we usually start off with news of the week, all the superhero news from comics to live action to gaming, all that stuff. We then move on to the comic books, all the comics that we read this week. It's usually DC, a bit of Marvel here and there. Since it's the fifth week this week, that means it's a bit less comics. We still have a few good ones. And then after that, we go to a character of the week, and yeah, that's about it. Since we only have two comics this week, however, we asked on our Instagrams, Comic Book Hunter, History of the Flash, if you guys have any questions to ask us. You guys send a few, not not too many, but a few, and we're just going to answer them first before getting into the superhero news. So with that being said, JD will take over with the questions. All right, uh, so we got a decent amount of questions. Uh, so our first question comes from at DC Fanboy 2 and uh, the question or topic really is uh, comics you are most looking forward to. Um, so there's there's three big series that I think that are coming to DC that are you know the big three. Two of them from Jeff Johns, uh, Shazam, which will be continuing the New Fifty Two Jeff Johns Shazam run, and then uh, of course Three Jokers, which will. Be Exploring the Three Jokers mystery, which has been going on since what the end of Dark Side War, yep. in the New Fifty Two, which so, was almost um, three years ago, almost. So it's high, it's definitely highly anticipated. Um, Three Jokers is going to be drawn by Jason Fabok, which is I mean just so visually, John's. I mean that's a killer team right there. Uh, oh yeah, Shazam. I don't remember. I think Gary Frank is drawing that or no? Right. No, he's not. Uh, I forget the I forget his name. Gary Frank is doing the variants for some okay. reason. He should be working on Doomsday Clock, but he's doing the variant <laughs> covers. He's not working on the inside of the book. But Jeff Johns is also writing Shazam, and um, I don't know. A lot of hardcore like Shazam, Captain Marvel fans like did not like the new Fifty Two Shazam run. Yeah, but I've been seeing comments I, I, like that. I liked it. I loved it. I, I thought see it, it was all amazing. Over Twitter and Instagram. I, yeah, I thought it was really well done. Uh, I thought it was like a really good modern telling of you know Billy and uh, but. And it's gonna be like the whole Shazam family, which is—I mean, I think they're an underrated family in DC that doesn't really get explored enough. So, so I'm definitely interested to see them back together. And then uh, the other series, of course, is Young Justice by Brian Michael Bendis and Pencils by Patrick Leeson. Um, that should be good because it's bringing back, you know, the big, the big four of the, the core Young four. Justice crew. Yeah. And yeah, the core four. Yeah, which is uh, Tim Drake, Red Robin, Bart Allen, Impulse, or Kid Flash. Connor Kent, Superboy, or Metropolis Kid, and Cassie Kane, uh, is it Cassie Kane? I'm going to be, yeah, Cassie Kane, Wonder Girl. I forgot her and, name for uh, a second. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what is her last name? Um, but yeah, so looking a lot forward to that, even though, like, you know, everybody's kind of back to their old form, like uh, Tim Drake's going to be Robin, and Bart Allen's going to be Impulse, but... I mean, I'm sure there's a reason behind it, and it should be interesting either way. Young Justice, the 1998 run, uh, though it's been heavily criticized by one of my friends on Instagram recently. Uh, <clears throat> I really love that run. <laughs> I, I find it to be like the perfect comic book run. I don't know. It's it's simple. It's you know, it's from 1998, and I think it goes to like 2002 or so. But it, it's I don't know. I, I loved it as a kid. I still love it today. It's just you know, it, it's the perfect comic book run. It, it's opinion. really so, good. Um, it's it's the best comic book of its time, I would say. Even if it came well, out today. Oh, 
I don't, I don't know if I'm going to say it's the best comic book of its time because, I mean, JLA was coming out like the same year and JLA by Grant Morrison is like, you know, amazing. It's the definitive Justice League run. But Young Justice is definitely a top five of its time and I could even say top three. But yeah, it, it's really well done and um, I'm excited to see them back. I trust Bendis to an extent and um, I mean, Patrick Leeson art is always visually pleasing. So uh, yeah, those are my big three series to be looking forward to. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll just talk a little bit about it as well. Shazam, obviously, you know, I'm excited. It's like a sequel to the new 52 miniseries by Jeff Johns. Uh, so looking forward to that, obviously. We've been wanting a Shazam series for very, very long now, ever since the last one ended. Then we got three Jokers. So Fre- uh, Francis, Jason Fabok, he released it on, on Instagram recently, a little teaser of it. He showed the three Jokers who they are, and it's Killing Joke Joker, First appearance Joker and the the comedian Joker, like the nineteen thirty nine or something like that. It's not the first appearance; it's what he like eventually turns to look like. So, and he says New Fifty Two is actually one of these Jokers. So, just showing that tease is so cool, and the fact that it stars not just Batman versus three Jokers, it's Batman, Batgirl, and Red Hood versus three Jokers, which is a very unusual trinity. Well, it's and, the uh, three that have been most affected by Joker. I mean, yeah. You know, Batman obviously killed by him. Batman obviously, and then Batgirl got paralyzed by Joker. So, but killing Joke yeah, Joker. Joker yeah, but it's actually interesting if like each Joker affected a different member of the Bat family in a different way. But like, I don't know. It, the three Jokers can either turn out like to be one of the all-time greats or one of the most confusing stories. And I don't think there's going to be an in between. Like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it has potential to be absolutely amazing. And I mean, anything that Jeff Johns touches is usually gold. And I mean, Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok, like that is. That is a dream team, in all honesty. I mean, Jeff is one of the best writers of our time. I'd go as far to say Jason Fabok is one of the best artists of our time. No, so I to agree. have them working yeah. together is amazing. Just like Dark Side War came out to be so great. Dark Side War is my favorite like Justice League story of all time. And it's literally Jason Fabok and Jeff Jones working together. So super looking forward to this. I'm really excited to see uh, uh, Jeff write, write Red Hood. Because Red Hood's such a hard character to tackle, I find, and they only usually let Scott Lobdell use Red Hood. No one else has written, has like wrote Red Hood, in since New Fifty Two started. So I'm looking forward to a new approach, hopefully a bit better approach. But no, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I think uh, are there any more comics you're looking forward to, or uh, Young Justice? But for the reasons you said, like it's the sequel to the to the old one but well i'm sure the first few issues will kind of be like a sequel but then it'll become its own thing its own young justice i mean it's got like a lot of new members for the team so yeah for sure but i'm sure it'll start off with the core four i I know the start of the series is supposed to be finding connor kent so yeah i mean bennis has been doing surprisingly well with superman in action so i have trust in him i mean it's like you know like a short leash trust but like i i believe in him yeah yeah for sure but yeah, so um, those are the comics we're looking forward to coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure many of you who are listening feel the same way. Uh, so our next topic, or question rather, comes from uh, Ch- at Chandler underscore the underscore Chan. And uh, he wants to know our opinions on the Batman Hush adapted into an animated movie. Um, so apparently we talked about this on the podcast a while ago. I, I honestly don't remember talking about it, but I don't know. I guess when you record enough episodes, you start to like kind of blend them all into one. But uh yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember talking about this. I didn't even know that there was a Batman Hush movie confirmed, to be honest, uh, animated movie confirmed. Um, but Batman Hush is one of those stories that I, it was like one of the 
first it wasn't the first one but it was one of the first few batman stories i read and i absolutely loved it at the time even though i didn't really understand the bat lore like i appreciated it more as i started to understand the bat lore um, which you spend you know, those like, long nights on a monday when you have school in the morning but you're just like oh there's more than one robin what and you just you're on <laughs> oh, wikipedia like the, the realization <laughs> that dick grayson isn't the only robin hit me like a train i was like what yeah That's i was crazy i was like 11 maybe <laughs> i remember or, i was on finding was, out or finding out that dick's name is dick and you're like his name's dick i thought they were just being rude to him yeah it's literally <laughs> me when i read batman hush uh back but in that batman day hush is one of those great stories it's one of my top few batman stories of all time Same. um i'm not the biggest fan of the ending so if they take some creative liberties i wouldn't be too mad uh but i'm i'm excited for this animated movie is um is kevin conroy going to be voicing batman or no No, he's not oh man it's i mean 52 the, guy the, uh he's not bad he's i just not. you know kevin conroy is the batman you know that i always hear in my head yeah when I, comics, I, so. I met kevin conroy last month and someone asked him a question at his panel like are you voicing batman and hush he's like i didn't get a call and that's the one story I've always wanted to do. Like Mark Hamill always wanted. Yeah, he's mentioned Joe. that before. If I yeah. wanted to do that. They they did a panel at comic like San Diego Comic Con years ago, and Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. It's like, what are the two Batman movies that you want to do? Mark Hamill said Killing Joke. Conroy said Hush. And Mark Hamill got Damn. his Killing Joke, unfortunately. But Kevin Conroy did not get <laughs> the his. The second hush. half of Killing Joke is good. Like it's, I know the first really, half is weird. It's not if, the, if you uh, if you cut out the first half, it's literally just comic accurate. It's like panel. Yeah, it is, but it's not very well animated. I felt like they could have spent more time on it. So, You're not a fan of the animation? I don't like the animation style. I feel like it matches the art of the actual comic. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in the minority that likes the Killing Joke animated movie if you cut out the first half. like They only did it so they would have like a longer movie, like a bigger plot. But honestly, I could have done without it. I would have rather them save the money and I don't know, put it elsewhere. Yeah, because without the start, it's only 30 minutes. Yeah, but I, I would have been fine with that. Like It was just basically you know, page for page of what the killing joke is, but that's not the point of this. Um, Batman hush being an animated movie uh, sounds awesome. Uh, there's so many villains that are in it. So I really hope they adapt it, you know, kind of close to the source material. Obviously there's things you can't do because like, um, at the time when Batman hush came out, Jason was still dead. Right. But then like, yeah, um, Clayface appears as Red Hood, so that wouldn't make sense in their current animated continuity. So, like I said, they're going to be taking some liberties, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it. The, the DC animated team is usually pretty good. I mean, especially their um, like the quote unquote New Fifty Two team that has done like Justice oh, yeah, League yeah. War and you know all those Justice League movies and you know the Batman movies. I it's got like super impressive. So yeah, yeah, mm. but. Yeah. that's about it uh yeah <laughs> th those, th those, those are the main two questions that uh i thought were good so uh sorry if you didn't get to send one in maybe next time uh but yeah so let's go on to the news of the week uh so first bit of news 11 minute mark for anyone yeah. just jumping in so first bit of news is uh another cw crossover stuff uh we got our first official look not a set picture official look of the villain of this year's crossover called the monitor who is uh one crisis boy and he looks uh <laughs> he looks comic accurate but what are your thoughts i don't i don't i looked at it real quick and i didn't even realize that was for cw like for cw i think it's kind of impressive it looks like out of the thor movie right like it yeah. reminds me of like thor or thor the dark world actually uh suit wise i don't know i, I think it looks pretty good uh should be interesting he, he's described as an extraterrestrial being of infinite powers so 
that should be interesting. And if that's how they make him look, I'm curious how they're eventually going to do monitor. Because I really feel they're building the monitor one, yeah, anti-monitor rather one day. So uh, I'd be okay with that. For CW, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, no, it reminds no, me of like for the sure. movies, and, and like, that's a good thing, like quality wise. The face kind of bothers me. He's just kind of like hey, smiling. Yeah, <laughs> he's just kind of he's smiling, but not like a evil smile. It looks like he's smiling for a photo. So. Yeah, he's, just, he's like in a school picture, and they're like, "All right, tilt your head this way. All right, look at the camera and go." <laughs> yeah, literally. And so, and meanwhile, in the background, there's a planet exploding, which is cool. But the suit itself, the suit itself, is really well made. So I'm really looking forward to that part for sure. Besides that, uh, yeah, looking forward to Monitor. I think he will be. Uh, Grant Gustin said like he is the biggest villain yet. But Grant Gustin says that about every villain in the CW, so... <laughs> yeah, he says that about everything, like when he's like, Flashpoint, this is our biggest event yet, and then it was like... Oh, Thinker's gonna be amazing, guys! <laughs> okay, Grant. <laughs> Whatever you yeah. say. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It could, it could be good. It's, like, I don't mind. I don't mind his look. It's not bad at all. No, no. I, I'm okay with it. It's just... Yeah. His face bothers me, but maybe it'll be better when it's shown. I'm not gonna complain, so... Yeah, yeah that's, no the, that's the modern news. Next bit, of, next bit of news is Bucky and Falcon TV series confirmed. Uh, so Disney streaming service is going to have some uh, Marvel uh, Marvel TV series, but they're going to be like MCU, not like the Defender series MCU, like actual Avengers TV shows. People so we got, who like, appeared in the movies will actually be appearing in the Yeah, shows. like Scarlet Witch is getting one, played by Elizabeth Olsen. Loki's getting one, played by Tom Hiddleston. And now uh, we just got another one of like a buddy cop one confirmed Falcon and Bucky, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are going to have their own uh, eight, I believe six to eight episode miniseries. It's going to be eight episodes. They're all going to be high budget. Uh, and Kevin Feige, uh, the big godfather of the MCU, will be producing. So uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, I think whenever you do less episodes, you seem to end up with like better quality. I mean, obviously you're getting more money per episode, so that makes sense. Um, but I feel like you even tell a better story, like in a shorter. I don't. I don't know if that makes sense at all. But like, I don't know. I feel like they could tell like a, a drama story. It's funny. Um, I don't. I don't really know about the Scarlet Witch one. I feel like the one that would have worked best was you know Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow because that could have been like a spy series. Like I feel like that works better in an episode basis. Rather than her getting oh yeah I don't, yeah I I wouldn't mind that I would prefer that to a Black Widow movie but I, I just think you could tell a better story in you know in a, eight high budget episodes as opposed to you know one two hour long movie but I mean maybe they just couldn't afford Scarlett Johansson for eight episodes I don't I don't know maybe she's too busy I mean she's pretty big but I don't yeah. know um, I'm not a big fan of Anthony Mackie I made this very clear before but I'm not a big Anthony Mackie fan me um, either. So. He's Neither am I a fan of his Falcon. Like, I don't like him as an actor, or do I like his Falcon, so... I like his Whammy, Falcon um, a lot in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. I don't really like him in Civil War that much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it could be interesting, them getting a show. I mean, they seem to have some interactions in Civil War about moving a seat or something like that. Um, I, just, I just hope it doesn't get, like, too, like, too, too buddy cop, like, joke, joke, like, you know... I don't know. I'm kind of a strict for stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't know. It could be good. I mean, Kevin Feige is producing, which doesn't really mean much. It just means they put his name on it so people will go see it. I don't know if I'm going to buy the Disney streaming service. I already have the DC streaming service. Streaming services start to get expensive when you get too many of them. Uh, well, if the, yeah. if the Disney one's available in Canada, then I will. Because the DC <laughs> one sure isn't. So They're working. I- 
working on it. Dan, did he already said they're coming to the Great White North? Yeah, they, he said that it's coming real soon. And then, you know, <laughs> two, two months passed, then a month passed, then Titans came out, then Titans Episode 2 came out, and 3, and Dan D was just like, oh, I just killed Wally West. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, so next bit of news is uh last little live action news is we got the um General Kenobi, Obi Wan Mr. Obi Wan himself, Ben Kenobi, haven't heard that name in many years, is <laughs> is uh casted as a DC EU villain. He's cast as Black Mask to be appearing in the Birds of Prey R rated movie, starring Harley Quinn, uh Huntress, Black Canary, and Cassandra Kane and R- one other name Montoya her so black mask will be the villain we've known that for a while now but now he's been cast as uh obi-wan kenobi yeah there were a lot of rumors that um what's his name from the star wars franchise not obviously not obi-wan uh, uh oscar isaac would be playing the black mask but oh I that's guess right not. yeah there was it, it's a different star wars actor from the much beloved by me prequels, prequels. Uh, Ewan mcgregor is the best part of the prequels easily um obi-wan is a great character in there but uh I like Ewan McGregor as an actor in general, uh, General Kenobi. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see his take on a villain because, as far as I know, I don't know if I've ever seen him play a villain. I mean, he's got range, but like, who knows? Yeah, if he can play a good either. villain. His last role was Christopher I mean, Robin, where he played played a busy, concerned father. <laughs> so to, now he's to, gonna total, be playing the mobster. Material. Yeah. But yeah, um, as for Birds of Prey being rated R, I'll believe it when I see it, because you know, remember when we were like, "Oh, Venom confirmed to be rated R," and then I went to Venom, like uh, PG thirteen. Wait, I honestly second. feel this like Birds of Prey, up. like I feel like Venom should have been rated R. I don't feel like Birds of Prey should be. I think. I think if they want to make money, because for some reason, 13-year-old girls, like, love Harley Quinn, so, like, why not make it, like, PG-13? But, yeah, um, I don't yeah. know. It, it could be interesting. I, I love Ewan McGregor. I'll obviously see it, uh, the movie, because I'll pretty much support most DC movies. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's a good actor. He could probably pull off a villain. Did he? <laughs> I mean... To my knowledge, he's never played a villain, in, at least in the movies I've seen with Ewan McGregor. But I don't know. He's a good actor. You know, he could drop a hello there, Batgirl, and then she'll say General Black Mask. And then the well, whole theater like will go, well, the, everyone, in, every prequel fan in the theater will be like, oh, he said the thing. He said the thing, which will be like one guy sitting in the corner of the theater. <laughs> it, it, it'll be shouting. me sitting in the corner JD with my popcorn. Be, yep. like, oh, he said it. He said it. I'll be in that one theater in Canada. I'll be like, oh, he said it. He said it. Hey. <laughs> so... No they apologize. Have in Canada, who knew? Yeah, they're they're new. So uh, <laughs> that's it for live action news. That's a that's actually it for all news. No comic news this week. No gaming news this week, except for a little thing called the Spider-Man DLC dropped last week. We mentioned it on last week's episode of the podcast, but we actually both played it. We both beat it. JD 100 percented it for, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got 100 percent everything. You know, I did not 100 percent it, but I beat the story. So we're gonna talk about it. And we're probably, uh, since the DLC, yeah, the DLC is really short. It, real it short. short. It doesn't affect the main game at all, really. It's kind of like a sequel in a way, but we're going to talk spoilers. So, yeah, so uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead a few minutes. I don't know. Figure it out. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> we, like, um, we'll, we'll get into spoilers in a bit here. We'll start about, we'll talk about the plot and stuff, but then we'll be like, okay, spoiler alert. And then we'll, you know. All right, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. But Spider-Man DLC dropped. It's called The Heist. It stars Black Cat and 
Pizza Parker and Mary Jane <laughs> Watson uh, going around being like, hey, uh, there's a heist going on. So there's paintings going missing. And who better to find out than Pizza Parker himself, Spider-Man, goes to an art museum and he's like, I'm going to find out who's doing this. And none other than blah, 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 Black Hat's doing it. I didn't know what I was saying there, but Black Hat's doing it. I was like, where's it going with this? I don't know, but Black Hat's doing it. What did you think of Black Cat? Um, her animation style was pretty good. She looks just like she does in the comics. Type thick. Just kidding, of course. I'm not too <laughs> creepy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. She looked really good. The silver hair looked good. The suit looked great. Um, I don't know. I really had no complaints with her look. I thought it was pretty perfect. Yeah, uh, her look's different from the comics, but they because she kind of just wears like a Catwoman suit, but with the white and gloves and white boots. Now she's wearing like stealth gear. But with white gloves and white gloves, it, it, it reminded me of like a comic suit, just like the black suit with. I mean, there's not really much to her suit in the comics, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, so it's it's modernized. Uh, I loved her voice actress. I don't know who did it, but she, she did a really good job. Yeah, was, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. The, I the loved her personality. Really it was very flirtatious with Peter, uh, and Peter was very good at being uncomfortable the entire time. So yeah, yeah, the voice actors like they both did really good. Like uh, Yuri, whoever, whatever his name is, played Spider Man, did a really good job of like making Pete sound kind of uncomfortable talking about his past with Felicia, and then Felicia like kind of exploiting. I don't know, it was kind of interesting the way they did it. They had like really good dialogue too. Yeah, and like keep in mind, Spider Man wears a mask, so we don't see his facial expression, but he feels uncomfortable for the most part when she talks to us. She's just. I mean, oh, even the way good. they do, like, the eye movements, um, like, the eyes kind of, like, zooming in and out, like, you could tell he's, like, surprised and stuff like that. I, I thought yeah. it was done really it, It's really, it's really good. Um, um, the story itself is about, uh, basically, Black Cat, she says she's stealing, like, things from a mobster gang. Spoil- spoilers are following here. Oh, okay, Just yeah. Warning. Spoiler alert. So skip ahead to uh, the comic discussion if you don't want to hear this. But, uh, <laughs> we'll release the timestamps at some point. But yeah, yeah we'll release um, the timestamps. Black Hat is stealing for the gang called Hammerhead. And, yeah, um, it, well, it's run by Hammerhead. Would... He was a Spider-Man oh, run by Hammerhead. Yeah, so why would she be stealing for Hammerhead? Well, uh, apparently they took her son, and her son is like, what? And we find out that her and Peter used to date in this universe, and we're like, oh, no. And then Peter's like, wait a second, is it is it my son? And she doesn't really want to answer, but she's stealing like these little flash drives that are inside like paintings or like books. Um, she needs to get them all to Hammerhead to get her son back. So then Spider-Man decides to help her. Um, Spider-Man has an awkward conversation when uh, he tells her like that Black Cat has a son and that it might be his. And she's just like, oh, oh, like you can tell like Mary Jane's kind of upset. I mean, how would you feel if somebody you're dating is like, oh, yeah, I might have a kid. Uh, yeah, I didn't know about it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, and she she's like, well, like I guess that makes sense. Like we weren't together for a bit. I I date people, you date people. And Spider-Man's like, wait, 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 you date like dated people, people? <laughs> you no, know, yeah. He goes like people, like plural, like how many? And then she's just like, I gotta. Go. That was great. Oh my god, they they have some great interactions, Mary Jane and Peter. Um, yeah, but yeah, Peter but, dated Black Cat during uh, his little break with MJ, and now feels like he might have a son, and he's panicking. <laughs> Like, the entire DLC, he's panicking. Yeah, but he decides to help Black Hat because it's, it's the right, right thing, thing to, to do. do. That's and what heroes might, and, do. And it might be his son, so that's a yeah. little added bonus. Um, as usual, Black Hat turns on him in the end, uh, locks him in, like, a big vault when she gets the last flash drive, and turns out she didn't have a son the entire time. She was just using that because she knew she could play to Peter's emotions and get him to help. Wah, wah. Sad Peter. Uh, sad pizza boy. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking but, of pizza, halfway through the DLC, Spider-Man orders pizza. He doesn't say pizza time. That was he, such a wasted opportunity. Yeah, he does order pizza, and he just feels like, I'm going to destroy you. And then like later on in the game, he meets up with Mary Jane, and she's just like, why do you smell like pizza? He's like, because I just had pizza. <laughs> well, while, really while Peter was on lunch, she was getting stuff done. I can't believe in, in a, like, a, what, an hour and a half, maybe two-hour DLC Mary Jane has a side mission. Come on, man. We're yeah, there is a Mary Jane sneaky, sneaky mission. It's, it's kind short, of at least. It, it was pretty short, but... Anyway, so um, after Peter's locked in the vault, he gets, like, to the top of the... Like, sticks himself to the top of the vault while two of Hammerhead's guys walk in. They're talking to Hammerhead, and he's saying that um, he rigged Black Cat's apartment with explosives. So the second mm-hmm. she gets back there, kaboom. Uh, Peter overhears this, takes out the two guys, and is chasing after Black Cat. He calls her, but she's like, oh, you again? Why do you keep trying to save me? Like, yada, yada, yada. You know, all this stuff. And then he's like, no, no, don't. And then she hangs up, and then he's, like, trying to go as fast as he can. It actually kind of reminded me of, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2, trying to catch Gwen Stacy. Like, just trying to oh, catch yeah, up. Again. Yeah. But you know you're not fast enough, you know? Yeah, totally. And um, and then right as, like, she's getting into her apartment, Peter's like, no, no, no. And then... Boom! Like she looks back and then boom. She looks like back smiling too. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, a good death is reward. <laughs> Man of yeah. Steel. Um, but yeah, so Black Cat dead? Question mark. Hammerhead was quite pleased with himself and um, continued. So that was awesome. Which I didn't I, I, expect it to be continued part. I kind of expected it to be like wrap up and next DLC is a completely different yeah, that, story. That's how I was thinking too. So that was kind of surprising. Um, I loved the story. It was Me great. Me too. Like, I, I know you're not a big Black Cat fan, but I thought she was done. This made really me well. really like Black Cat. Like, yeah. I don't know. In Sony X Spider-Man PS4, I think it's like the perfect incarnation of Spider-Man. It's like so oh, for good. Sure. Better than any live action. I'm sorry. Better than the Raimi trilogy. Of course. Just I agree. Oh, what? <laughs> I said this when we when we rated the game. <laughs> sorry, I still can't believe that. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so perfect. It's, it feels so, since we read Spider-Man right now, like the actual amazing Spider-Man comic, it just, everything that Peter says, everything that MJ says, it just feels like they could say it in the comic. And oh, well, for, for sure. Some things in the movies, it'd be like, if they said that in the comic, it'd be, like, it'd be a little out of character. But here it's just, they're so in character. The interactions are so good. So I'm really looking forward to the next DLC. We don't know uh, what it's going to be called yet, but it's out at the end of November. So we should get a trailer probably soon. I'd say yeah, like within it's, the it's next week. Turf War. So that's right. I was expecting it to be something else. I was actually kind of expecting like a Kingpin Escape or something like that, like being about Turf War. But now it, I'm thinking maybe it's be. something with. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know what it's gonna be. I'm I think Black Cat though. will be involved with each DLC, but I think she won't be focused on each DLC. Yeah. Yeah, but and but, then um, so then there was a side mission within this um that I want to talk about, but Hunter yeah. didn't play it yet, so. Um, is it alright if I talk about it? Yeah, like it's just kind of spoilery. I bought Red Dead too, so just spoil it. <laughs> alright. So, um, a detective, detective, I don't even remember what his name is, Morrow or something like that, Marrow. Yeah. Um, he's asking you to find these paintings around the city. Apparently, the original black cat, Felicia Hardy's father, stole them, mm-hmm. and he hid them around the places, but then he went to jail. Uh, apparently, he had beef with the gang, uh, with... What's his name's gang? Uh, Hammerhead's gang. And uh, the only way basically to protect his daughter was to go to jail. And then he tries to escape from Rikers, but he drowns. Mm-hmm. So um, that was like, oh, okay. So then Peter's finding painting by painting. And uh, 
then the, the detective, like he's calling the detective after each one, and you get like a little more detail of the story, like what happened with Black. He doesn't believe that Felicia is the Black Cat. I mean, obviously he doesn't know. Peter knows, but uh, mm-hmm. the detective is like, no, she wouldn't do that. I already questioned her. Um, so then you find each painting, each painting, and then when you find the last painting, you find out that um, like he he gets all ten paintings, and then Detective Morrow so happy, he's like, all right, finally I could retire. You know, I'm like so happy. This is my only case that was left undone. And then dun, 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 we find out uh, when Peter goes back to the police department, he's like, hey, is Detective Marrow here? And they're like, who? He's like, you know, old guy, mustache. Like, I, I don't know who you're talking about. And then he's like, is it possibly works in a different precinct? And it's like, no, I don't think so. Turns out he is Black Cat's father. Oh. <laughs> she, yeah. Detective Marrow is the original Black Cat. It was amazing. It was a good twist. I was not expecting that. I didn't, yeah, ooh, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it was it was really well done. And then uh, Peter calls, uh, quote unquote, Detective Morrow after, and then um, he says like he's like, "Damn, you used me!" Like he was like pretty upset. And, and then uh, Detective Morrow, quote unquote, ends it with like, "Take care of my daughter." So it was nice. It was it was really surprising. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah, I guess Black Hat and. Her dad don't have a very good relationship since her dad always asks, like, how does the new black cat? Like, what's she like? And stuff like that. <laughs> well, well, I think he was trying to get some info on his daughter without, you know, Yeah, yeah, asking. totally was. Yeah. So, that's it, it, it was really, it was really well done. I love side mission. I was not expecting a side mission to actually relate to the story. You know, I thought it was just, like, a stupid, like, find a painting. So, mm. that was really well done. Um, so, now do you want to talk, like, the good, the bad, the nerdy? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good, bad, nerdy. Okay. So the good of it is probably the story, the gameplay. Um, the story, Black Cat's personality and whole character, uh, Peter's whole character and personality. I'd even say MJ was really well done in this, like her personality. Yeah, she had really, really good reactions to Peter potentially having a kid. Yeah, the cliffhanger was really good because it's got me really excited, even though I gotta wait till DLC. Yeah. Um, and um, I thought the side mission was great, and it was a really good twist, which I was not expecting. Um, so Did you that play would be the other like, challenges. Yeah, screwball. That's going to be in my bad category. Um, <laughs> it, it was really annoying to play. I beat all of them, and I got like the two, the spectacular level on all of them, which was a pain in the ass. But it was mm-hmm. for a PlayStation trophy, so I had to. But uh, screwball is like so annoying. I mean, I know she's supposed to be annoying, but like, oh my god, I hate her so much. So that that was in my bad. Get side. ready like, for I the really photo bomb. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a good impression, but yeah, so I was like, all right, I could, I could do without that, honestly. And then um, I would also put in my bad category having to do another MJ mission. It's not that I hate the MJ missions; it's just like time and a place. Like, uh, was it really necessary? You know, like yeah, it, it's I'm, a short DLC. I don't think we needed another MJ mission. But anyway, well, I was um, glad to see MJ in person. That was my one of my favorite parts was the pizza joke, and that was oh yeah, MJ definitely in person. Yeah, uh, no. we saw MJ MJ's character was in the good side, but I thought like her having to play as her was in the bad side. Yeah, and I agree. Like Screwball's challenges was just like so annoying. I mean, like before this DLC, we had Taskmaster's challenges, but Taskmaster is actually cool. <laughs> well, yeah, Screw Screwball, screw whatever her name is, was in the original game. There was one little side mission with her, which was annoying as well. When you had to take the pictures around the city, yeah, for her game for her show. That was yeah. stupid. Anyway, um, if that's it for the bad, I got like one pretty nerdy thing that was cool. Okay, it might be the same as mine. The Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that was great. So, Miles calls Peter and he wants to train. Um, he's like, you know, if I do all my homework, you know, I do good. 
can I like train with you? And he's like, whoa, whoa, Miles, you're way too young. I'm 15. Didn't you start when you were 15? And I was like, wow, he's got a good point. You know, uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I really almost good. died. And, yeah, he's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be responsible. Like, he has the relationship with Miles that Tony has with Peter in the MCU. It's actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if you die, that's on me. I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Like, being it is, yeah. Mentor, but I, lo- I love Peter as a mentor. I totally, prefer an older Peter. Yeah, and I totally didn't expect Miles to be in this too. I guess it doesn't make sense since it takes place after the game and. The end credit for the actual game is Miles showing Peter, hey, look, I have powers. Peter's like, hey, look, me too. So <laughs> it's cool to see that they're going with that. And it makes me wonder if maybe in maybe the third DLC will be about Miles becoming Spider-Man. I, I feel like they'd say that for a sequel, but maybe a sequel could be like three years later or something. I'd so. be happy with if the last scene of the third DLC was Miles in a black Spider-Man suit, like the black and red spider-man suit from the comics and then it's like to be continued i'd be uh, so happy with that even though i'd be like oh i gotta wait two years for this game damn it but like it would be worth it it would be awesome Uh, oh yeah for sure for sure yeah but yeah that's uh that's a spider-man dlc we are now at the 32 minutes and 38 seconds so welcome to comic books for the people here that read or want to know about comic books we only read two comic books i read three he read I three really i read two much comic books. um so our first one is heroes in crisis number two the big event here going we go right now. tom king uh, um quick recap of the story uh there's basically two stories to it um so it starts out with poison ivy in her little interview thing and she's like i don't even know why i'm here i'm not a hero I'm a villain i'm a terrorist and then harley quinn's like boop like poking her on the head and it's just like oh okay and um harley's like boop 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 and she's like did you at least water your plants back home like how did you get here harley you're not even supposed to know where this is and she's like boop boop like poking her on the head she's like you're not gonna stop are you mm-hmm. and harley pokes her again and it's just like <sighs> so that, that that i'll admit they did pretty good the harley poison ivy relationship kind of reminded me of like the new batman adventures the animated series oh yeah um sure. so that, that, that was good i like that um then we move on to harley quinn like kind of hiding away inside the uh sanctuary Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are, are over. It was Steel's body, I think. No, I'm sorry, Captain. Oh, uh, Captain, Captain, Citizen Steel, Citizen, Citizen Steel. Steel. There we go. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you know, a really shiny body. The art was really nice by Clayman, and whoever did the colors did a really jo- good job. Um, but anyway, um, they're like, Batman, tell me you know what's happening, and you're just like pretending not to know. And he's like, I don't know. And like, come on, Bruce, you know. And it's like you keep a weapon in your in your uh, pocket to you know stop Superman. He's like, I don't know, and I don't have that weapon. So then it's like, okay. Then they find Harley and Harley oh, wait, is, sorry, it is just correct myself before people get mad at me. Commander Steel, go Commander on. Steel. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then they find Harley and Harley. I didn't do it. Booster did it, and I'm like, okay. Um, and then she like talking to Wonder Woman about like empathy, and then while she's whispering in Wonder Woman's ear, well, the fastest uh, man, alive, Harley Quinn, okay. ha- ha- the, fa- the fastest man alive, Harley Quinn, grabs the lasso of truth, uh, and because she's so fast, faster than Superman, faster than Wonder Woman, who are both ranked on the top ten speedsters of DC by Joshua Williamson, um, she is able to wrap 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 the lasso around Batman's neck, and she's holding him hostage, and um, she's like, I could snap neck before you could get here superman and superman's like damn it she won and i was like what and then um she's, and then because she, she can make batman tell the truth she's like tell me do you have a weapon in your thing to stop superman and you're about to stop superman he's like third pocket on the right and well she pulls oh, out a kryptonite uh, on the left but you know oh, <laughs> sorry i had the comment in front of me 
excuse me. Anyway, she pulls out the kryptonite. So Bruce lied earlier. Shocker. Um, and then she escapes because it's plot convenience. Um, meanwhile, on our other story, Booster Gold is kind of freaking out, but he's talking to Skeets. Skeets is like his little robot buddy from the future who flies around and very intelligent. Um, and he's like, Skeets, like, what do I do? And like, and Skeets is like, turn yourself in. He's like, no, I got to be like Batman. This is what Batman do. He'd, he'd find out what actually happened. Booster Gold is very unsure. Like he thinks he didn't do it, but then there's times where he's like, wait, did I do it? So um, Booster Gold is like, I'm going to solve it myself. And he's like, no, that's not what Batman would do. Batman would turn himself in. And he's like, no, I'm 90. I'm 90% sure. And he's like, 90? He's like, 77. Or like, he keeps going down in number. So he's not very sure. So he's like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go to Barry Allen. He's a forensic scientist. He would know what to do. So he goes to Flash, who's fighting a bunch of samurais, which was a pretty cool Easter egg, fighting samurais, just like he was in The Button, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, right? he was. Yeah. So that was a nice little connection there. And he, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. But yeah, so fighting samurais. Hey, man, um, talking about like bodies and stuff. And he's like, you know, how do I confirm if they're you know dead? Or how can I tell who did it? Uh, and he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, at the sanctuary. He's like, you know, all of them. And he's like, Roy, uh, Captain Jaber, or whatever. Yeah. So he's like confirming all the people who are dead. And then he says, Wally. And then Flash, like, kind of like freezes, like, what? And he's like, you know, Wally. And then he's like, and then he runs all the way to the sanctuary, Flash. And then uh, he talks to Skeet's again, Booster Gold. And he's like, where does he go? And he's like, probably, and Skeet's like, probably to go confirm that uh, he's actually dead. And then he's like, oh, how long will that take him? And then Skeet's like, well, considering he's the fastest man alive. And then you see Flash. Back up and he punches Booster Gold right in the face, and he's like, "What did you do?" <laughs> so that was cool. I like Barry's moment in there, but yeah. So, um, is that pretty much it for the issue? Am I not? Well, then they go back to the issue in front of They go back to Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, just kind of like, oh yeah, standing I there. That I just. <laughs> oh, here we go. So I, I have the book in front of me. Batman says, "Like you have her," and Superman's just watching. He's like, "I see how she got the drop on you, Bruce. She's good, good as you." And so that could just be Superman being like, oh, Batman, you suck. But what the heck? Batman trained like most of his life. He's been training. He's been Batman more than he's been Bruce Wayne. And Superman saying, oh, hey, hey, you know that uh, psychiatrist who got turned into a clown and became Joker's psychic for a bit? And then she did gymnastics or something. And she's as good as you bruce i know you trained for five years straight and then we're batman your whole life but she's she's as good as you like tom king what (laughs) (laughs) that was terrible that was anyways we'll get back we'll get back to this when we do the recap but uh you see uh they're just kind of watching harley and then they see like this whoosh and it's booster gold and barry just like in the sky and they don't really go they don't really do anything with that it's just booster gold and barry fighting they're just like oh there's barry uh yeah then they go to a uh, lois lane and lois lane's kind of like she's written really weird in this issue tom king does not know how to write lois but it's basically <laughs> this woman being like oh miss lane you got this uh you got this package for you with like it's a superhero talking about doing drugs and stuff which is roy harper in the first issue but lois lane isn't paying attention at all she's just wondering how to spell uh, like a bequeathed traitor oh yeah traitor and then uh, she, all she's doing is interrupting her trying to think of how to spell something and then finally uh the woman goes like whoever signed it said puddlers and she's like wait what did you say and i think that could be one of the code words for superman but oh because i don't know know why else she would get that letter but yeah the ending was kind of confusing yeah but yeah then oh throughout this issue they have the trinity saying their uh vows kind of thing 
their their confessions to the camera. So Batman's his first, and this is really sad actually. It's just a uh, he he's struggling to find words. He kind of it's a lot of silence and standing, and then he says, uh, "I train partners to work with me. They become." my family and have watched so many of them die and then he kind of like looks down and like wipes his face and says i'm sorry so i thought that was really well done like that just that whole page in general is well done wonder woman's <laughs> is just her talking about a dream or something like that <laughs> yeah i don't know if they were trying to connect to the witching hour in a way but in a way not i don't know it was kind of confusing like, it kind of reminded me because like the witching hour uh, which is an event going on with Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman right now, is about like um, her having a dream, but it was actually real. She gets like the mark on her forehead. It's like it big ties into the, like the magic, um, like the mythology of it all. So that was really cool. But I don't know if they were trying to tie that back to that. I was really confused by Wonder Woman stuff. It's basically like she had a dream and of her mother dying, and she didn't do anything about it, even though it was a dream. So uh, that was hers. Superman's I actually love a lot. Because it's not as like, oh, it's not like my family die or I kill people or I do drugs. And it's it's more just like, you know, depression could come with the smallest thing. And his is, he has two identities. He is Clark Kent, who's clumsy. He is Superman, who inspires hope. And he doesn't know who he is. Because Clark Kent is an act and Superman's an act. So who, who does that make him? He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know who he is. So, and he says like, he's embarrassed to talk about this stuff and... You know, he just, the whole panel shows him, he takes off his glasses, he, un, he like, loosens his tie, and he goes to open up his shirt right when the issue ends, so I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I wasn't a fan of the confessions. I, I thought maybe, I, I probably like Batman the best, but I don't know. I didn't care for the Wonder Woman one, and I didn't care that much for this. I think the Superman one could be interesting, but, like, I don't know. I wasn't I don't think it's going to affect the but, plot much. No, but but I thought it was nice. I mean, it makes a good point. Like, you know, am I, you know, if this is an act and that's an act, then who am I? So I I like that aspect of it. And I kind of wish the series was like more about that than like, hey, let's go find this killer. You know, like I I, I wanted something that was like superhero, like in their minds, you know, because like soldiers in the military get PTSD. Right. But like Mm. superheroes are like super soldiers. So like, do they get super PTSD? You know, like. You know what I, I mean? wanted that, yeah. I wish that was the story, that's that, but that, that's what I was, you know, when they originally talked about Heroes in Crisis, that's the vibe I was getting, but then it turned into one of these characters will die, and then in the first issue, all of these characters will die. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, and yeah. then it's just so, like, uh, well, uh, so Harley Quinn beating the Trinity, I think Tom King needs to get in trouble for that personally, <laughs> like. Ugh. Why would you? Do, why would you do that? Like, so I, Harley- I went on Tom King. I went. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just I went on Tom King's Twitter after I read the issue, and there was a lot of people asking about Harley. Like, what the hell, man? So <laughs> the fans are upset. I, like, they. I don't see how he could. Like, sometimes when something bad happens, the comments like, "Oh, they could probably explain that," but you can't explain this, like at all. Yeah. So yeah, especially because like you just rank when they did the DC Nation ranking of people that are like the fastest. You had Superman who was like fourth, and Wonder Woman who was like eighth. I didn't see Harley Quinn on the. A little confused here. It's just like imagine if this was live action and someone wrote that like okay, so she grabs the lasso. Does Wonder Woman do anything? No, no, no. She she does. She she lets it happen. Does Superman do anything? No. Does Batman do anything? He trips. Oh, okay. I mean, 
it's like he's just like okay so we're gonna use harley we're gonna have harley quinn use the lasso of truth and then they kind of forget that that belongs to wonder woman like she's not gonna do anything about that it feels like she just kind of lets it happen and the entire issue wonder woman just stands there i just i just just think it's very there was a lot of this issue that i was just like the hell like i i I liked the flash moments with booster gold i'm interested to see booster's story because of how unsure he is of himself um yeah you you would think skeets would have some kind of recording of what happened considering he's a like you know uh artificial life but i guess not uh it is cool that like booster gold is all crazy and stuff but that's not booster gold's character well according to the gift and now heroes in crisis it is <laughs> I don't, it's just booster gold's a hero uh, he pulls off an act and then he saves the day he's actually a really serious character the humor's an act but now he's I just stupid <laughs> i don't i don't think booster gold or harley quinn are the killer though i, I think it's going to be the computer system of the sanctuary like in the end i think that's who it's going to end up being which is still going to be a little hard to believe but like if it was Booster or if it was Harley Quinn, it's just like, really? Maybe I don't know. It was this, Poison this Ivy. Series, maybe. Uh, this series is not for me so far. I mean, I'm hoping that it'll win me back. Uh, I'm still going to read the whole thing. I mean, this is issue oh, of two course. of nine. So we're really just getting started. It's just, it's been so stupid lately. And I feel like maybe it will get good. I still have a good feeling Wally will live. It's just, it's I don't think so. Good. I don't know. I mean, now Barry knows about his death. Actually, I wanted to make a side-by-side post. I might do it tomorrow, actually. Um, of Because it reminded me a lot of Wally's reaction when he finds out Barry's dead in Christ on Infinite Earths. I don't know if you read Christ on Infinite Earths, Yeah, right? yeah. I don't remember so, like, Wally punching Booster Gold. But... <laughs> no, I mean, you know, he, he punches like somebody and he gets like really mad. and he's Like, you're lying. Like, what happened to him? So it reminded me a lot. I'll make a side-by-side eventually. But uh, I liked you know barry's reaction it was very you know believable um so i'm very curious and i mean maybe that'll get more explored in flash annual 2 as opposed to more heroes of crisis but we'll see flash and batman should be good hopefully hopefully yeah <laughs> what do you rate the issue i rate oh, okay the art was really nice so that was nice, clayman but... art is amazing i like the confessions like the art i give it uh five i'll give it a five okay I like the flash moments. I love the yeah, art. I love the I love the coloring. Um, I like some of the confessions. Um, I hated everything with Harley, basically, except for the opening scene. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. It this series has to do a lot to win me back. You know, it's it's. I, I mean, I hope it gets better. You know, obviously, I hope it goes down as one of those great stories. And I feel like this is something that would be so much better in trade, because like reading it month by month is so irritating <laughs> you yeah. know uh but uh, i don't know hopefully it'll get better i think it will it can only go up from here right yeah maybe for sure uh-huh. <laughs> Hartley Quinn's gonna take down <laughs> the entire justice league he's gonna take down dark side himself um, oh yeah but yeah so that was heroes in crisis number two uh the other comic we read this week was justice league slash drowned earth the special which is just the tie-in to drowned earth mm-hmm. um it is pretty good i liked it uh howard <laughs> it, porter it felt like a movie like it, <laughs> it really did. felt like a movie what did you think of howard porter's justice league art do you I like pre- it or no prefer him on flash i think i i prefer him on flash too but uh um he actually did jla 97 the uh 1997 Grant morrison series he did like i believe the first two volumes or so uh but that oh, was yeah, I forgot about that. 
that that was like before his hand injury so i wonder if that made the difference i liked his panels with flash but yeah i didn't love his aquaman but i, I don't know i liked some aspects of his art i didn't mind his superman I, i'd like the way he draw he drew like the sea monsters i love the way he drew jim gordon so there were like parts of it i liked with the art then there were parts of it i was like eh. it's like how i feel about scott collins yeah, yeah like he could draw some people really well and then there's some people that he just can't but yeah so um Drowned Earth uh, is uh, kind of like... Want, you, yeah, give a recap. Yeah, so it's kind of like the first... It, this is where it really happened. So we've had the Justice League issue, which set it up. We had the Titans issue, which did nothing. And we had the <laughs> uh, the Aquaman issue, which set up Mura. So this is where the actual event goes down. So the Earth is being drowned, literally. Like, water's rising. It's purple water. And if you get fully submerged in it, you become a sea monster. So people are turning into that uh gotham is like fully almost there's about half underwater jim gordon actually gets affected which sucks uh metropolis it's doing pretty well there's these uh big walls around metropolis the star labs built it's like it looks like they kind of turn like the roads and stuff to rise up into walls to block the water from coming in so metropolis is doing good for now but eventually the water does go over the walls so superman's one sad boy uh every city's going underwater flash is actually has a really cool role in this barry he's actually running around the entire world talking to batman the entire time just updating him on stuff helping wherever he can while he's doing that he's you actually see others heroes helping you see um the ray helping in one place you see simon baz green lantern oh he's alive i I knew you were gonna be excited for that (laughs) yeah you see simon baz at one point just helping out people barry kind of like says hi to him and runs off you see keenan kong who is the new oh, Superman surprise. from China. See that? Yeah, Chinese Superman. He's in there. He's in Beijing helping out. So I was super happy to see that too. These cameos are so good. Mr. Miracle in Paris for some reason. <laughs> helping out. And yeah, he's running on water. And he's just saying like, hey, I could do this. Like, I'm not, as long as I don't get fully submerged, I'm good. Uh, they eventually, Miss Martian is in the Watchtower. Not the Watchtower. The Hall of Justice with Batman. They're under the hall of justice is completely submerged so they can't really leave they could teleport out but batman wants to stay there because he can monitor the entire world from inside while miss martian is kind of helping him like communicate with everyone so every time like so flash can like keep him updated so superman could keep him updated those are pretty much the only two people he talks to and mm-hmm. there's, a, there's this really good heart-to-heart moment with superman and batman where they just kind of stop for a bit they, and they just talk and super batman's like where's lois superman's like i flew her to the fortress of solitude but that took a while i could probably could save more people while doing that i probably didn't have to bring her that all that way and then superman goes is gotham all right and batman's like it's half underwater and superman's like god so i love that moment a lot they're just like mm-hmm. they're talking just keeping each other updated with their own personal things and then they go back to saving the world <laughs> aquaman he's uh he's in this like secret underwater place that's not like a cave it's not submerged or anything and there's these uh alien gods who are just like earth is ours and they're they're the ones making the water purple and they call themselves gods and aquaman has these weird tattoos and he's shirtless and his head's like half shaven for some reason and she's yeah, like how are weird. you doing this why are you doing this and then black magic comes he's like because they are <laughs> they start <laughs> fighting <laughs> black manta's awesome man he just wants to piss aquaman off so black manta and aquaman are fighting eventually the Aquaman's like, stop fighting, and then the aliens just like, yeah, stop fighting. Aquaman, we're taking your power. So they take Aquaman's powers and give it to Black Manta, which I thought was weird. They didn't really go off on them. That's probably but, gonna happen. Well, next I, I love Black Manta's line there. Yeah. So when Aquaman, Aquaman loses powers, like I don't hear the ocean anymore, and Black Manta's just like, 
you had all this power and you used it to talk to fish. So, that was great. That was such a great line. Yeah, it was. And you just feel so powerful. Like the, the rest of the issue, all Black Manta is just looking at his hands like, this power's unbelievable. But uh, yeah, that's about it, I think. Just save. Oh, there is this. Well, they find out the water's kind of alive in a way. So there's yeah, this thing in the Pacific Flash Ocean. Saves Superman? Oh, yeah, there's this, uh, I just want to say Flash saves Superman from like falling in the water. And he's like, Superman's passed out in Flash's arms and he's running towards Batman, I think. Yeah, that's how the issue ended. But before that, like the, they find out there's this creature in the water that's making the water kind of rise more and more. Batman finds out about it, tells Superman, Superman heads over to the Pacific Ocean. And he does this super badass thing where he's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing, but... I'm the protector of this area. And he claps his hands so loud that it kind of blows up for a bit. And Flash just runs over. He's like, I heard that all the way from Coast City. So, yeah, I loved how loved how Coast City is pretty far from the Pacific Ocean. So, and then Superman, he gets hit. He goes to fall. Like you said, Flash picks him up and they start running. And it's kind of the issue. And it's just, it's so much action and it feels like a movie. Like, I loved it. What yeah, it was, it was it, it, yeah, no, it was really good. I, I'm loving this event. I wasn't expecting to like it actually. It's kind of weird. When I heard about it, I was like, eh, the earth gets drowned. I don't know. Sounds kind of cheesy. But the way it's been written so far, I've really been liking it because they've been kind of diving into like the Atlantean mythology. Like um, when Meryl was talking with Orm and she's like, uh, no, like it's an old Atlantean folktale. Like he doesn't exist. And then Orm is like, no, he does exist, but only the royal bloodline knows about it. Because mm-hmm. it, it makes you think about like stuff in our real world, right? Like, you yeah. know, all these uh, all these fairy tales we hear. Like, what if they're real and only the royals know that it's real? You know, like it's it's interesting. I, I like the way they did that. Um, but yeah, I could agree with like it kind of reads like a movie in a good way. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm loving this arc. Yeah, it, it's just it's so action packed. I, I was never like distracted. I read the whole thing like in one sitting. Like, oh my god, this is is really good <laughs> like pat on the yeah, back and, to the and, team and I, and I loved black manta's dialogue like just like you have all this power and you use it to fish like it, it reminded me of a kind of like zod from uh man of steel like you have all this power and you don't take them over like i don't know i, I thought it was really cool yeah it's it's so cool like I, I just want more i'm excited for i believe we have another part coming out next week i don't think it's like a full I think it's like happening again in Justice League next week. That's right. Yeah. So oh, okay, um, I'm I'm excited to see Orm and Mara. Kind of, well, Orm kind of gave himself up. So yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. I, Orm it, sacrificed it himself. Cool yeah, it was cool to see them team up, though. I mean, I, I was actually talking to Simone at World of Mara about this. Like, um, if DC ever does like an Ultimate Universe, like how Marvel has their Ultimate Universe, I'd love to see them do Orm and Mera together as villains. I don't know. I feel like that would be, like, unstoppable. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Uh, they've been working together a lot in 2018, so... Yeah, it reminds me of, like, they had good chemistry in the Mera miniseries. Even though I didn't think the Mera mini that, they they were the best part of it, like, their chemistry. Yeah, for sure. It was just cool to see Orm sacrifice himself for that, too. <laughs> His last words are just like, if my brother's alive, tell him he's an ass, and that he should... Yeah. And then he turns into a monster, so... Yeah, that, that was good. But, yeah, uh, what do you rate the issue? I give it like a, a, a 8.5. Okay, I was going to go 9, but I could understand 8.5. Right, maybe 9, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, a, it's a good issue. I really liked it. I'm really liking the event, and I'm excited for the next one. Yeah. That's all um, my just, comics. You have one more, though. I'm not even really going to talk about it much. Just um, It's the Witching Hour. I don't even remember the name of it. Yeah, Justice that's right. Dark, 
slash Wonder Woman, like special. Um, it's really good uh, so far. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's about, you know, kind of like the Amazonian mythology, which I feel like hasn't been explored that much in Wonder Woman. Like, I feel like that's kind of the best part of Wonder Woman, in my opinion, like her uh, Amazonian background. And I feel like they could do more to explore that. So I'm glad they're doing it. Um, and it's kind of like the sides of magic and you know, the powers of magic. Um, it, we got a lot of good John Constantine and Zatanna moments. Like it's almost like they're back together, which I find awesome. And I really hope by the end of this event, John Constantine is a regular member of the team. Cause he's not a regular member yet, but he's been showing up quite a bit. So he's been in like uh, every issue <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so he's been really good. Um, Wonder Woman was really good because she turns into like this power magic God thing. It, it's really cool. The art is really nice for it too. Whoever does the colors is doing a great job. Um, I'm 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 loving the event, the Witching Hour, like J- Drowned Earth and Witching Hour. They're like you know my number one and two going on right now. Just like I can't even decide which one's number one. They're they're both really enjoyable. Um, so if you are behind on Just League Dark slash the Witching Hour, I recommend catching up as it will be wrapping up fairly soon. Um, yeah. and James Tinion, the fourth who wrote all the issues, has been doing a spectacular job. And that's about all I got to say about it. <laughs> yeah, just like a quick thing. I'll probably I'm read enjoying it. When it. It's I know trade. you. Yeah, I know you dropped us, but I think you'd enjoy the Witching Hour. It's like a, it's if you like mythology or if you like like the background of Wonder Woman, and if you like obviously magic, then I think you'll I like do. This book, I uh, so. the only reason I dropped is because I'm a college student. You know, leave a it, review it, on the iTunes page, help us out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so but that that's not it because well, we finished our comics of the week, but we decided we're going to do a character of the week. We're going to do a controversial character of the week too. None other than Harley Quinn, the fastest woman alive. Um, <laughs> Harley Quinn is our character of the week for yeah. some reason. Uh, for those of you that don't know what we do for character of the week, we, uh, we just do like, we talk about how we got introduced to the character, uh, what we think of the character and where we think the future of the character will go. So you can start JD. All right. I was introduced to Harley Quinn in pretty much the same way everybody was Batman the animated series the holy grail of animated Batman um, she was great in that series she was introduced as the Joker's girlfriend but turned out to be like such a great character they literally put her in the comics like it, it's rare that a character makes the jump from animation to you know, like an original animation character to comics um, in comics I'm not the biggest fan but I haven't really read much of her to be fair I read her in whatever Batman she appears in, and then I've read her in. I read the new Suicide Squad in the end of the New Fifty Two. I only read it because of Daniel West, the Reverse Flash. She wasn't terrible in that series, but she got annoying quick. Um, and then obviously in Rebirth, I, anything she appears in, I just like it's really annoying. Um, they're trying to make her kind of like a Deadpool type character, which I don't think works for Harley. Mm-hmm. I know Harley's got a huge fan base for some reason. Um, but yeah, so I like her in Batman the Animated Series. I even like her in the Arkham games, but I'm not a big fan of her in comic. And in the future, I mean, depending on Heroes in Crisis, how Heroes in Crisis... If she's the killer of Heroes in Crisis, like, Tom King, please prepare yourself for a shitstorm that will be coming because... It would you be so controversial. A lot of hate. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You thought the back cat wedding was bad? Was bad? Oh boy. But yeah. <laughs> so wait. um, yeah. So uh, Harley, Harley's. Yeah, she could be better. I, I, I don't know. They need to make her Joker's girlfriend in, in a weird way. Like I feel like that's when she's best. Which Joker. is not to say that like she can't carry anything on her own. I mean, I think she could be interesting on her own. I just need to see another writer's take on it. Although Sam Humphreys writes her Harley Quinn series, and I like Sam Humphreys' Nightwing run, so 
Yeah. Okay. That's about it. I would say I was introduced the same way in Batman the Animated Series. Um, yeah, introduced, like, not much to say about that. That's how everyone was. As far as what I know, what I've read of her is, like, same thing as you, Batman comics. Never really read any of her solo issues. I don't think I've read a single solo issue of her. Do you oh, read I, any of the Suicide Squads or no? Yeah, I read the end of New 52 like you did. And I've read the first um, 40 issues of Suicide Squad Rebirth. Did you actually? Or third, maybe first 35. Yeah, I dropped it like a few months ago just. Wow, I did not know that. That's a lot yeah. of issues. I dropped it I dropped it in May, right before we started this podcast, actually. Was it good or no? And It I was It was good, series. yeah. It actually I, only was read, good. I only read when they had like the Justice like versus suicide squad it was it was pretty good i only dropped it because uh they said romita jr would be doing three issues and i just straight up dropped it because of that i <laughs> you sorry don't like romita jr i don't art. like his art in my i read one and then i was like okay he draws killer croc like a box so <laughs> i'm like yeah i, I can't <laughs> oh, it was man. decent though yeah they had a killer croc dating um enchantress which was actually surprisingly decent to read like it was interesting um mm-hmm. harley quinn was didn't have that big of a role too in it well, for the most part, at least. But yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. find her annoying in Suicide Squad Rebirth either because she wasn't the focus. Uh, for the majority of the first 30 issues, the focus was, besides the first arc, which is getting introduced, was General Zod. They, so I love that, actually. I thought it was really good. I would actually recommend Suicide Squad Rebirth, the first 35 issues that I read. Then Stop when Romita joins. But <laughs> um, besides that i really liked harley in new 52 not not her not her so sorry i should rephrase that the start of new 52 not her own series like when she appeared in batman death of the family uh mm-hmm. where joker like puts his face on her and is like i'm gonna cut off your face too and she gets all like serious i like that i like serious harley i like harley that's by joker's side doing what he says batman villain harley not superhero slash anti-hero slash deadpool Deadpool slash beating the Trinity in two pages. Ugh. I don't. Yeah, I don't like. Okay, so frustrating. Harley Quinn is a great character, but for the past seven years, she has not been a good character at all. Since New Fifty Two yeah. started, I feel like just the majority. I don't see anyone saying I love Harley Quinn. But that well, read no, every every thirteen year old girl that's in my comic shop because like sometimes if I go like later in the day because I try to go at eleven a.m. when it up just so i could get my comics right away but sometimes because of school i gotta go later in the day and i see like the like high schoolers or middle schoolers that are like oh my god i love harley quinn i gotta grab number 50 and i'm like oh my god i want to die <laughs> i was like oh my. apparently she has a fan base i was actually talking with the owner of my comic shop about this he was like the worst fan bases in comics are the deadpool fan base and the harley quinn fan base they're they're the worst and they're basically the same thing so yeah yeah because they have so- a fan base and obviously she sells very well because she's in like every title and everything Mm-hmm. It's just you know, mm. <laughs> no, no thanks. Uh, it, like like you just said, like thirteen year old girls. I feel like the people that love Harley Quinn are the people that don't really read Harley Quinn. If they, they actually got down, they they read it on uh, pirating websites instead of actually supporting the comics. Or they just don't read it at all. They just know, Har- hey, Harley Quinn's Joker's girlfriend. Goals. <laughs> oh God, I hate that part of the internet. Yeah, so it's just you know stop and she's not a good character she could be a good character if she's back to being harley quinn not a main character like didn't someone dc say that harley quinn was like the fourth best character besides the trinity in dc 
I don't like know I, who said that, but I, I mean, I feel like with modern day DC, I kind of believe that. <laughs> Jesus, no. Uh, and like when Justice League versus Suicide Squad happened, Jim Lee was just like, for those of you wanting Harley Quinn in the Justice League, now's your chance. It's like, oh God. No yeah, I don't know. Really I, just, I feel like they kind of push Harley everywhere. Like, I, I really feel like she didn't need to be in Heroes in Crisis, but obviously she is. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the only thing harley week. should have in heroes in crisis would be like a just like one to two pages of her reaction with, with, with ivy's death yeah exactly i agree with that that should be her only 100 <sighs> oh heroes in crisis but yeah so um i think that's it for character of the week that is it so Thanks thank you for me. listening to episode 24 of a hero story i hope you enjoyed um if you like this podcast i don't know recommend it to a friend i guess um if you listen on itunes please leave us a review five stars helps it helps us get uh more spread i guess and on their charts so it would be very much appreciated from hunter and i and uh that's about all i got hunter why don't you do your sign off thanks for being a hero cheers remember (laughs) every second is a gift goodbye everyone